Jesus has just been in his hometown where he was actually not received well. There was a lot of unbelief. And yet he had compassion and he healed uh, a few sick people there. He had time for them. He made time for them, even in an atmosphere of intense unbelief. And uh, what we're going to see here as Jesus now moves out into the, uh, the villages around, the communities around, and he has a new mission for his disciples, uh, which I think we should open our ears up to hear uh, the mission that Jesus has for us uh, coming into uh, a season and an era like this that we are in. And I'm going to pray and then we're going to get into this. Uh, Father, I pray for the preaching and the hearing of your word today. Let your spirit be on this. I invite you to lead me and I ask that you would uh, open our hearts, enable us to open our hearts uh, to receive what you have for us and to learn and take away and apply what you have for us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to I'm going to read uh, from Mark six, starting in verse seven. And you'll see that we're calling this today together on mission. So here we are. And he, Jesus, called the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He charged them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not put on two tunics. And he said to them, whenever you enter a house, stay there until you depart from there. And if any place will not receive you and they will not listen to you, when you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and proclaimed that people should repent. And they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. It's pretty incredible. We've just seen Jesus in his town uh, not able to do uh, any mighty work except heal a few sick people. And the contrast here is very interesting. It goes from a few sick people to sending out his disciples, sending or healing many sick people and casting uh, demons out of many people. So I want to grab a few things that I think are very important for us as a church community. And those of you who are joining us online who maybe have not been a part of Destination Church at this point, or maybe you have been and you've moved. Um, hello to all of you. Uh, welcome today. What does Jesus say? What? How does he send the 12? And how is he sending us? Unless you think we're all going to be like, we're going out without any food. We're not doing any prep. We're not taking shoes. You know, we're not we're not doing all these things. That's not really the point here. The first thing I want you to get is this. Jesus sends them and he sends us in powerful community. He sends us together. Guys, we are better together. You notice how it says he began to send them two by two. But first he called them. And who is it that he's calling? The 12, those that he's already been spending time with. They have been following him, listening to him, learning from him, watching him 
minister. And now in this place of uh, uh, commissioning and being sent, they're being sent from this place of relationship with Jesus and already relationship with one another. I would ask you guys, are you in regular relationship somehow, even in this uh, season of uh, lots of things happening virtually, um, still, how are you meeting together with people? How are you cultivating uh, time together with God's people and time with Jesus? Uh, from that place will come good things. Uh, it might not always look the same as, as it's looked in the past, but good things come from this. And guys, I just said it a minute ago, we are better together. Uh, Ecclesiastes 4 uh, in verses 9 through 12 speaks of two being better than one, and they get a better return for their labor. There's more fruit from the work when two are working together. So Jesus sends out his disciples two by two. There's all kinds of reasons for this. Um, in that culture, when you couldn't just email somebody or even just call somebody, uh, a testimony was very often confirmed by two, at least two witnesses. So if they're going out to talk about Jesus, it's not one person going on their own, it's two going together. Uh, and I don't mean to sound just flippant or silly, but uh, in our culture, we might think stereotypically even of of certain churches sending out their missionaries two by two, uh, going door to door. Um, they, they didn't come up with that. This Jesus idea of sending us out together uh, is actually a legitimate, powerful thing and a confirmation where, where two, you, two of you or two of us together saying, yes, uh, this is our testimony of Jesus Christ. Uh, I remember Becca and I one time uh, I, more than once we've been lost in major cities in the world. Uh, and uh, it was kind of fun being lost in London together where we could still read all the signs in English. And it was, it was very easy to at least, you know, read or ask directions. Um, and we found our way home, obviously. But one time we were lost together at night in Athens, Greece, and it was much harder to find our way home. But what was great about it was even while we were lost, we were in it together. And it was so much easier even to just kind of laugh things off, even if it was kind of nervous laughter, we were doing it together. We were lost together. We were finding our way together and figuring it out together. Are you hearing the word together? Uh, Jesus sends us out in powerful community. He sends us together. You can walk together. That's uh, just the community, the friendship, the camaraderie of being together, working together. What we already heard of a better reward for our labor and actually more fun to work when we're with someone else. Celebrating together, even suffering together. I've been a, a church planter for a long time now. Um, and this is the second church that we've been planting. And there's been seasons in that where I've struggled with depression and uh, because it's hard work and sometimes it's thankless work. And when I have people around me, which I have had, thankfully, to strengthen me and support me and pray for me, then even in the hard times, they're not as hard because we're together. 
Jesus knows this, guys. He knows we need to be together. We need to be on the phone with each other, or we need to be, uh, you know, virtually messaging each other, somehow communicating, doing this together. We've not been called to serve Jesus alone or to go out on mission alone. Okay. One of our big values uh, for us as a church and for all of our regions beyond family and around the world is being there for one another's success. And one way we do that is by serving Jesus together. If we're going to be there for one another's success, we, that starts with being there, doesn't it? Um, we're being present for one another. Now, if you're worshiping with us online, I'm not saying you've got to make it to the live meeting or it doesn't count. That's not what I'm saying. Um, in this season where being together live isn't practical for everyone all the time, we fully understand that. And we'll get there. We'll get there. It's okay. Um, the point is being available and engaging with one another. This will encourage you. It will encourage the other person. We do this together. Okay, I think I've beat that one uh, into the ground. I think we get it. Secondly, Jesus doesn't only send us out together. He sends us out, sends us with a powerful mercy. He gave his disciples, he gave the 12 authority over unclean spirits. And we might hear that and go, wow, it's authority, power. That's that's exciting. You know, it's like, rah. But what was the point of that? It was to set people free. People who were stuck in their brokenness. People whose even their illnesses were the, the result of a spiritual issue. Jesus was giving his disciples, the, the 12 in particular, authority over evil spirits because he was having mercy on people. Acts 1.8 says this, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in, Ju in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. You receive power, not just for the sake of power, we receive power to be Jesus' witnesses, his representatives, his effective ambassadors throughout the earth because Jesus is extending mercy to people. And maybe that's you. Jesus is wanting to extend mercy to you today. Wow, that's great. He's sending his disciples out with power to represent Jesus well, power to set people free, power to destroy the works of the devil in communities, in families, in individuals. And that extends to us, you guys, power to destroy the works of the devil in our lives and set us free into real freedom. And it says, what, what did the disciples do? They went out in groups of two and they cast out many demons. They uh, healed many who were sick. And I bet you every one of those people that was healed and set free was rejoicing and going, wow, the kingdom of God really has come near to me. Guys, the kingdom of, of God is near to us. It is at hand today. 
And that's the message. This is the third thing. Jesus sent his 12 out and he sends us out with a powerful message. All we get in this passage is a very brief summary. Repent. Now, I'm sure the disciples didn't go into every village and just shout out, repent. And people say, from what? And they just say, repent. And, and people say, and then what? And all they say is, repent. Of course not. This is, this is giving us a, a very brief reminder of the very message that Jesus would preach. Um, if you were tuning in uh, recently, you would have heard it. Jesus' message, a more full message that he preached was, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, like right here, present, and believe the good news about Jesus. Believe the good news. So I'm sure that's what the 12 were come, going in to do. In fact, some of the other gospels bring some more clarity and say, yeah, Jesus would send his disciples out into the villages where he was preparing to go. So they really were like heralds or uh, uh, they were kind of the advance team going in before Jesus. Uh, but they went in with power and they went in with the same message that Jesus had. So what do we do with this? Guys, we do carry a powerful commission from Christ himself. Here's the, here's the mission of Destination Church. And I added three little words. You see them in brackets there. Helping all kinds of people become joyfully devoted ambassadors of Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit and to the glory and delight of God our Father. This is our mission. Nothing has changed in that. Um, it is our joy to help people become joyfully devoted followers and joyfully devoted ambassadors representatives of Jesus. We do this in the power of the Holy Spirit, just like Jesus sent his disciples out and gave them authority over, over evil spirits. He gave them authority to heal the sick and to minister in kind of a delegated authority from him. We carry this same authority as believers, as Christians, people of the spirit to set people free. And we do this both to the glory of our Father and to the great delight of our Father. Guys, we are on a joyful mission. We're representing a God who seeks and saves the lost, who loves the world. There's no people group in the world that God does not love. There's no nation in the world that God would be like, uh, they're left out. No, every people group, every generation. Amazing. And we bring this good news of reconciliation through Jesus Christ. So guys, when Jesus sent his disciples out, he sent them out and he says, don't take two tunics. And there's a very simple thing. I'm summing up a lot. Like, don't take extra money uh, in your belts. Don't take, uh, in fact, some, sometimes traveling uh, kind of missionaries in that era would go out with essentially kind of their, their begging pouch and they would beg alms from people. Jesus is telling his disciples in this case, 
go out, don't do that. Go out and it's very simple, prepare to be received. Prepare to be welcomed. Go out with an expectation, I've given you authority, prepare to be received by people. Guys, as we are sharing the gospel, this is the same thing with, with us, just with our friends or with one another, prepare and expect to be received. In a polarized culture, in a broken world, we can get so turned inward that we forget we're carrying good news that people need and we can expect to be welcomed and received. Plan as if people will embrace you. Plan as if people will welcome you. Guys, our demeanor in Spokane, in Hilliard, is to be full of hope. There's plenty of bad news in the world. We carry good news. We carry the gospel, which literally means good news. We carry hope. Hilliard has welcomed us, Destination Church. We have been so welcomed so embraced by the neighborhood. And as we have opportunity and chance to engage the neighborhood more and, and our city more, not just a neighborhood, but also our city, expect to continue to be received. This is the attitude that we should carry in Christ. We want to invest into, I'm going to say one more little thing about this. Jesus said to his disciples, if someone does receive you, stay in that home until you're gonna leave that town, stay there. You're not looking for the next better place to be. When you're welcomed in, invest into those people and continue investing. And then when it's time to go on into the next town, then you can move on. But don't just move from place to place. Like, ooh, this house is nicer than the one I'm in right now. I wanna move here. It's not about that and how things look or just our own comfort. It's about investing continually into people who need the gospel. Okay, we're almost, almost done here. Second thing we wanna do, we're not going into this naively. Prepare your heart in advance for the cases where you're not received. Jesus does prepare his disciples. If they don't receive you, when you leave the town, shake off the dust uh, and you know, as you're leaving, as a, it's really as a sign against the town, like, this is the responsibility for rejecting the message of Jesus Christ is on you. We've brought you the message uh, that's on you. He prepares them and we need to be wise and understanding. Yes, we go out hopeful. We go out expecting to be received. But if we're not, if someone's like, ah, I don't want anything to do with that or what in the world are you even doing? Who are you? Don't let that just shake you to the core. We're prepared. We're not, we're not going into this naively. Hopeful, expecting good things, and ready for challenge. Because challenge happens. So guys, Jesus' message, as he's sending out, remember, he's just been rejected in his hometown. In the, the verses right before what we read today. That's got to be a tough thing. And yet, he keeps going into the other villages. And not only does he keep going, he keeps commissioning and sending out his disciples, sending out the 12 to also keep going, keep advancing, keep spreading, and beginning to multiply out the good news 
of the kingdom of God that comes to us through Jesus Christ. The simple message is this, guys. Keep going and keep going together. Father, we thank you for the great mission that you have for Destination Church. Lord, you've, you have intended us to be a blessing to one another, to the Hilliard community, Northeast Spokane, Greater Spokane, and to the nations of the world. And Father, thank you and praise you for the part we have to play in your kingdom. Thank you that your authority rests on us to represent you well in our day and in our time. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen.